Man, I feel like we haven't done this in a while. I know. I know. We haven't. We haven't. We haven't. But we back. And, um, you know, we're going to let y'all in. We just jumping in. We, this is an impromptu conversation with the Black Coffee with a Side of Candor podcast on the topic of the word no and its juxtaposition. It, it, I think that's a real word mm. to, to, to the, 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 the concept of yes. But before we dive in, just a reminder, I'm Nikita here with Mo. Mo, how you doing today, girl? Good, excited, girl, excited. I, I'm, I miss us. I miss our I show. know it's <laughs> been a minute. Um, also, before we dive in, we want to make sure to thank everyone who has jumped on board with our I See You campaign. Um, just in case you don't know, um, we launched an, a campaign in this month of Women's History Month, March 2023, where we are trying to flood social media with messages and videos to and about women just to inspire them, encourage them, and let y'all know that we see you. We see the efforts that you're making. We see all the gains you're making, your businesses, your parenting, the way you love on your communities. Sometimes we could give and give and give and don't necessarily receive necessarily receive back um, the kudos that we deserve that put fuel in our tank to keep going. So our message is just that we see you. So if you'd like to participate, please follow us at, at Black Coffee Candor on Instagram and you can get more details, but just basically record a quick little video, shout a sister out, let her know that you see her, um, share some love and encouragement. All right. And you know, and I will say the sisters that I've shouted out have been so touched yeah, I think a lot of times we assume because the sister's got it going on that, you know, oh, she's not going to be impressed or she's not going to mm -hmm. be touched. But these women have been so touched. Like, yeah. thank you, Monique. I can't believe you even did that for me. Yeah, like, and then because it also allows other people to add their two cents in about how much they think about them. And so to yeah. to hear that from multiple people, you know, I think. It, it's special. It gives us encouragement. It just makes us feel really, really good. So that's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to uplift, and um, it's it's working. So join join us with that. Yes, yes. But as for the topic of the day, I was talking to my sisters this week, and we were talking about you know dealing with our aging parents, and there's this kind of mindset, at least with my parents. They're very capable, they're very independent, and they really struggle with either asking for help or asking for things or receiving it when it's offered to them. Mm -hmm. So we started talking about, you know, we have to be a little bit more direct. We can't ask them, do you want me to? We're going to have to start just telling them, all right, I'm going to pick you up at so-and-so time and take you to the store or whatever. Um, and it kind of started this whole conversation about do we do a good job of turning down help when when asked um and and we acknowledged that we did you know and my sisters were given examples of um one of them who lives on the third floor of an apartment she was trying to carry in a bunch of groceries and a neighbor asked if she needed help but she said no and then she's like well why the hell did I say no I got to walk up and down all these stairs I got about three more trips to make so what does that mean, especially in the context of us 
strong women, us independent women. Why, why, why we do that? And I know I do it too. I think it's almost like a, I don't know what it is. That's why I want to talk about it. And I, I feel like more, more than just me and my sisters are struggling with this a little bit. I think so. I think because we're so accustomed to walking in that black girl magic or I'm strong, I don't need any help. Mm-hmm. Uh, that when someone asks us, do we need help? We're quick to, no, I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Because we have to uphold that strong image. Uh, when inside, we're human, we're emotional, we're mm-hmm. sensitive, just like everybody else. We're not made out of titanium. My skin isn't any thicker or tougher than That's anybody right. else's. So accepting that help is just something I think that we have to grow into because yeah. I know for me, I can count on one hand how many times people have really said in a work context, can I help you? Mm-hmm. Can I mm-hmm. mentor you? Can I sponsor you? As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't think I need any fingers for that, that one. <laughs> But, <laughs> but but why is that? I mean, that I know that's another conversation altogether. But yeah, I think that's just we do it because that's what is expected of us, because we think to accept help is some sort of designation of weakness. Yeah. And it's not. It's, it's not. not. It's yeah. not. I, and I think about that even in the context of the stigma of mental health in the black community. I mean, there seems to also be somewhat of a stigma of the strong black woman in the community, right? So we we hold that title at, with such regard to the point that we damn near killing ourselves trying to maintain this status of strong black woman. And I mean, cause this conversation could go so many different directions. It could impact the ways in which we um, engage with our intimate partners um, because we don't make room for partnership with another person, someone to pour into us or we could pour into each other because we got this whole, I got it uh, mentality. And it's uh, stressful, child. I want to unlearn it though, for real, because we do it as entrepreneurs. Um, sometimes I know for me, even as, as managers, you know, between being an entrepreneur, being an employee of an organization, sometimes you get this perspective that it'll just be quicker if I just do it myself. Right. Um, and well, that might be, but you, you have to look at it as number one, you might be robbing someone else of the opportunity to learn what you're doing, um, and robbing yourself of, a position of peace and stillness that you desperately need because you're just trying to do every damn thing. Mm-hmm. And is that control? Mm-hmm. Well, so so I think it's it's a double-edged sword, right? Because if I always do everything myself, then they keep giving me everything to do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't get the promotion. I don't mm-hmm. get the extra pay because I'm doing the job of two or three people. Mm-hmm. And then what does that, what message does that send? Because I don't say anything. I just do it. I just yeah. do it. And then they just keep piling on more yeah. and more and more. And then on the inside, you're like, how much, how many more hours do you want me to work? You know, and, and you watch somebody else take a promotion that you're like, right. they just got here six months ago and don't do half the work that mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. But we stay and we just keep, keep taking it. And I, I just think it's a mindset that we have to purposefully dissect and destroy 
Yeah. I think too, a lot of things are coming to mind and ego is one of those. I wonder, do we voluntarily do all these things so that we could say we did that? Or I did that. I did. You got this long list of stuff that you've done and you ain't done your hair. You ain't done your laundry. You ain't done some, some a lot of self-care. And I think that's what happens. We do all of this stuff at the expense of caring for ourselves. And then we feel absolutely depleted. Um, we feel like nobody sees us. We feel taken for granted. I think sometimes we have to step back and ask how much of what we're doing did we do to ourselves or uh, did we take on while turning down help or not asking for the help that we need? So you mentioned ego. And I think for me, I had my priorities out of order. Mm -hmm. I had my career first, my career mm -hmm. second. And my career third. Ooh, hello, my career. family and everything else came a distant seventh, eighth, nine, ten, fifteen, twenty-fifth. And, and, and my life was a reflection of that. So mm. I think a lot of it is making sure that you have your priorities Ooh. in order. You are not your career. But yes. again, speaking from my own experience, I felt like that was the only way to prove I was enough to be able mm -hmm. to say, oh, I'm chief so-and-so, 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 mm -hmm. so because so, so, so. I spent my entire career trying to prove something that they already knew. <laughs> but in <laughs> my mind, and it's crazy. The, the mindset is crazy. In my mm -hmm. mind, I kept thinking, I'm not proving myself yet. That's okay. I'll work harder. Right. right. And, and that was never the issue, but I was so brainwashed mm -hmm. that I fell into that hamster wheel like, okay, I'll just keep working, keep working, keep working. Oh, that's still not it. Oh, mm -hmm. you think I got a bad attitude, but yet everybody comes to me for, for counsel and it, mm -hmm. but I'm the one that's the problem. Okay. I'll keep working on that. Okay. And when you think about the mind game of that, that's powerful. That that it is. is. Powerful. It is. <laughs> but see, and that's why we really have to get super connected with ourselves and understand, okay, that actually I am more than enough and I'm producing more than what they're asking. Let me just, let me pace what I produce. I think that's something else that we have to learn to do because as overachievers, which I would venture to say many of us are, um, our little is the equivalent of someone else's everything. You know what I mean? Like we can, we, something that feels to us as it didn't take a significant amount of effort or time um, is really something that might take someone else a lot of time and effort to do. Um, so pacing our output um, mm -hmm. gives us an opportunity to continue to produce and I don't, I don't know, we got to get out of the mentality of proving rather than um, dem I'm going to demonstrate. I'm going to demonstrate to you these things. I think there's a slight difference there. And that way we don't get so um, burnt out because because we 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 it's it's us who's judging ourselves and setting the, the meter for us to keep striving for. You know, the, the aha moment for me was when I went through um, a coaching program and everyone in the program were black executive women. Mm -hmm. 
And for years, I thought it was me. I did not realize that this was commonplace for all these women. And mm -hmm. I mean, women highly, highly educated, PhD from Harvard, mm -hmm. you know, JD from Georgetown, very highly educated women in these, in these low to mid-level jobs, feeling like they hadn't done enough to prove themselves. Mm -hmm. And so after going through that program with other women and us going, girl, you a bad, I don't know what you, and you go, wait a minute, I believe that too. And then having other women tell you like, girl, what? They don't value you? You need to go somewhere where you will be uh, celebrated and not just tolerated. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was, I mean, I, I, it was an epiphany, like, wow, wow. Yeah. So this is a thing, the microaggressions and the, mm -hmm. but like, that's a thing. Yeah, and yeah. now when I look back, I'm like, how could I have been that naive? And all I can say is brainwashing. We, we yes. fall for it and we yes. spend our entire careers proving yeah. or trying to prove that we're good enough as we stay at the bottom of the food chain. <laughs> yeah. But I think, so, so how do, how do you think that translates to other things personally in our lives? If we think about how we try and strive as parents or as spouses, I, I want to try to tap on the, on this topic of, um, you know, people say, no is a complete sentence, right? We we get in there and, and that's right. We're right. We we can figure out those things that we need to say no to and we don't need to explain. We don't need to do any of that. But how, are we overusing the no? Are we are we not making space to say yes to the things that would benefit us? That's a good, good question. And the first thing that came to my mind is that we don't have a problem saying no at home. Again, because our priorities are out of order. Mm -hmm. That job comes for you. No, I mean, but does it sometimes like I don't know, maybe it's me. Uh, and I'm I'm, you know, wanting to be a, a role model to my children. I have two daughters. Um, but then at the same time, I'm as someone who is divorced and wanting to make sure that my children don't feel. Uh, impacted negatively to the extent that I can control from that. Sometimes I, I overdo, I feel like, and then I'd be exhausted and these kids ain't done the chores they supposed to do or, but they steady. Can I have, can I do, can we do? So I think even in, even outside of the work aspect, maybe there's a little misuse or underuse of, of no in some cons in some uh arenas if you will and then the underuse of yes for um other things and i know for me i do i do want some stuff a certain way so that kind of taps back into that control right so if i mm -hmm. if i know i want i'm a little meticulous about how the dishes are put away da 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 da, da i go i'm gonna go ahead and just do that anyway instead of no it's uh, Layla's day to do the dang on dishes. So get out of your own way and, and just be okay with them dishes being stacked a little differently than you would have done it and, and let them help you receive the help. 
That's that's interesting because because mine was a little different. Like I didn't have a problem saying no. I mean, my kids didn't even get a chance to ask the question. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. I was so mean. I was so mean, like to my kids and my husband, because again, I was I was stressed out. I was frustrated, not making mm-hmm. excuses, mm-hmm. but I was. I allowed yeah. my my career ambitions to consume me. So mm-hmm. I, I was on the opposite spectrum. I think mm-hmm. it sounds like you and I were both at different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and I mean, I, I was so mean to my kids. Like yeah. they were like, uh, you know what? My they would stop breathing when I come in the room. They'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> like mom in the room don't say nothing even my husband my husband would be like okay i'm gonna go in the back and watch tv and yeah. i knew it at the time but i i was so blinded by mm-hmm. by my career ambitions that mm-hmm. i don't want to say i didn't care because that sounds so cold but it it wasn't a priority for me so again my, my life was out of order so i i overused the no at home mm-hmm. and treated my home worse than I treated at people at work mm-hmm. who were mis- mistreating me. My family mm-hmm. loved me mm-hmm. and I mistreated mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. at work. They're mistreating me, but I respected them and didn't mm-hmm. say no or yes enough. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that's, that's, that, that is a different end of the spectrum, but also very interesting. And I, I see this theme of us creating this kind of, narrative of what it means to be doing a good job at something or not. So in in your case, the priority was the career. And I had that to a a degree as well. The priority was work. I'm working hard to provide. And this is so no to all these things because I got to achieve these things um, as as a goal. And so for for in the in the example that I gave, which is, okay, I want to make sure that I presented a certain way as as a parent and under these circumstances, um, so that looks like this. But I done made that shit up. I mean, excuse me, y'all. I done made it up. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it up, and yeah. I'm holding myself to this commitment to something that my kids n- may not need. Right. So, mm-hmm. so what? Why we do that? Why? Why do we? create these standards in isolation and offer them up to people and they might not even want or need or appreciate what it is we offer and then we like none of my appreciate what i do uh, then i'm tired you know if you can answer that question i i, I again i just think it's brainwashing mm-hmm. i mean i can't think of a better term but just brain, we were brainwashed to believe that we're never good enough. You're mm. never good enough. So You're never good enough. A lot of different. Content. Yes. Yes. And I think depending on people's personality and, and their upbringing and their experiences, that that can show itself differently in different environments. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that's why, you know. Like I said, I wasn't very, very nice. Wasn't, wasn't the nice because I suck all the oxygen out of the room when I walk in. And I mean, and at one point, this is how sad it is. At one point, I even valued that. When I walked in and everybody would go, like, don't say nothing too loud. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. And then again, after I went through this coaching course, I just was like, oh my God, like, I valued that because mm-hmm. some part of me felt like that was the only way I could have any semblance of 
power because I wasn't mm. getting it at work. Oh, yeah. You know where you see that also? Now, this is a little off topic, but it's good. The black church child. Where, where that is an institution where people, regardless of a certain educational or um, employment background can be appointed or delegated to these positions of authority. And honey, when I tell you some of them, they take that way too far. Okay. <laughs> but again... That historically may have been the only place that a yeah. Black person could get any semblance of authority and respect. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I'm just saying y'all need to chill a little bit. But that's that's completely off topic. I'm sorry. I'm a little tricky <laughs> by, by, by that, apparently. <laughs> but I, okay, so so let's let's maybe kind of come up with some scenarios where we've experienced or we've heard other women experience that they've said no when they really should have said yes. Um, and, and, and maybe we could identify some other areas where we can pause for a moment to offer that yes, where we may have ordinarily said no. Mm -hmm. um, There's a, a, a young lady I know, um, she already works 40 hours a week. She was working till two o'clock in the morning to do payroll. I said, girl, what, what are you doing? And she was like, I know, girl, they treat me so bad at work, but I, I have to get this done. I have to get, I said, absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But but she's not the only story that, that I've heard like that. Like, you know, you're getting mistreated. You mm -hmm. know, you're getting misused, mm -hmm. abused, underpaid, overworked, mm -hmm. and you, st you stick with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you should say, no, I'm not going to be able to do that. Now you're mm -hmm. going to have to help me select which job functions you want me to do because mm -hmm. I can't do all of them in a 40 hour week. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to help me prioritize which ones are the most important because I'm not doing all of them. Yeah. So it sounds like for the no's, the way in which we practice them is relative to boundary setting. And that, yeah. can, that can occur in the workplace that occurs at home, that, that applies everywhere. So with the example you just gave, um, hey, Kathy, can you, um, you know what? We're short a person in the accounts payable team. And I know you have experience with uh, ADP processes. While we're filling that role, would you mind um, stepping in and, and, and helping the, out the XYZ? Right. It sounds it sounds when you hear that, you're like, oh, my God, look how well they think of me and the value that I add and what I can do. And so you're inclined to say yes. Mm -hmm. But I would encourage us to pause and think you can even say, you know what? Oh, thank you for thinking of me. Can you give me to the end of the week or whatever time frame you think is reasonable to let you know? If they don't want you to take a time to think about it, then the damn answer is no. You're not going to bully me into doing some extra responsibilities without me being able to assess whether number one, I have the bandwidth is something I really want to do. So don't be overly flattered by someone asking you to do some extra stuff. Um, but I, it could be a trick. But I do want to acknowledge, though, that a lot of times 
I think, I know for me, you don't want to shake the boat too much because you're thinking, okay, I'm already on thin ice as a black woman. I'm the highest ranking black woman in the organization of two black women. I don't want to rock the boat too much. So I don't want to say no. Uh, uh. And yeah. I think things have changed a little bit to where now we're starting to recognize our value and we can say, hey, I, I'm not able to do all that work. In, in a 40 hour week, I'm not able to do all, but I want to help where I can, mm -hmm. but you need to help me identify how to manage this workload so that I can make sure I get everything done in a 40 hour week. I think everybody else does it. We, we, oh. we, we have the fear of our longevity in a position. So we are hesitant yeah. to speak up, but we have to, that's like, yes. I'm going to give another parallel. I told y'all if y'all listened before, not only am I the founder of Ascension Solutions, but I also sing under the name Nikita Nichelle. And, you know, there are a lot of venues that will try to pay you pennies to come and sing for hours. You got to promote it. You got to pay the band. You got to do all of these things. But until we say no, no, I'm not going to do that for that amount. Then these venues are going to think what they're offering is sufficient so yeah, you might have to take a few L's, a few losses in order for the standards to change, but you got to be willing to do that for your own sanity. So uh, to me, that's yes. an area of no, which might not be a flat out, Susie, can you do this? No, I I'm not, not damn me, I'm not telling y'all to do that. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is ask for time to really consider what it is they're asking you to do and ask them to write out, okay, can you give me more details about what it, what it is you're thinking you would have me to do? Because that little conversation in your mind, you think maybe on Fridays, I'll just key, do this little data entry um, to do this. And they got something completely different in mind. That's like really two full-time jobs. Mm -hmm. So you owe it to yourself to get more information and make an informed decision. And then you could say, okay, I've considered what you offer because this is above and beyond. I've considered what you offered. This is what I think I can offer for this amount of time and this amount of extra compensation. It's about negotiation too. And the, that is setting those boundaries. You have hired me to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. You want me to do something else? That's a whole other conversation that we need to have. So it's okay to say, hold on, let me think about it. And then- give me more information. Let me think about it some more or ask for the information while you, before you say, think about it and then do uh, offer to do what you know you're able to do without killing yourself. But you know what though? I feel, I, again, speaking for myself, we don't know how to say no in a corporate environment. I just think as women overall, I mean, it shows that we don't negotiate, you know, and particularly black women, mm -hmm. like we just don't know. Well, what should I say in that type of kind? Maybe we should do a show on that. Let's practice. Like, I mean, we yeah. can give it, let's do a few things right now. We can practice. Give me a few examples. I'm going to be the black woman that has to respond with the no. Give me, give me a couple scenarios. Let's do a little role play real quick. Okay. Hey, Nikita, Sarah is out on FMLA. You know, we got to get that payroll run. We got to get the, I know you're already handling 
benefits, but we got to get that payroll done and we really need your help because you're the only other one that knows that system. So we're going to need you to do that. So I'm going to send you all her passwords and everything by the end of the day. Oh, you know what? Um, thank you for thinking of me with that. Um, if you can, we set up some time to meet about this and talk about it in more detail um, next week. Yeah, I'm really busy next week. Maybe, maybe we can push it out a couple weeks. But yeah, okay, I'll get back to you. Okay. So you've bought yourself a little bit of time to be able to see, okay, do, does my company use a, a temporary agency for any any other work? Um, do we have other people in the organization that could take on this, this responsibility? It gives you some time to be able to offer a solution that doesn't involve you overburdening yourself. Yes. And then what to do when that doesn't work? When when that doesn't work, when you've tried to say, hey, I need assistance. Can you help me prioritize what you want me to do so I can make sure I get it done in 40 hours? When that doesn't work, recognize it. Mm -hmm. Don't act like don't act like you don't know, because we know mm -hmm. we got that yeah. weird feeling in the pity. Of yes. Like, I feel like they trying to push me out the door. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Listen to thyself. That's right. It, it, it very well could be the case, mm -hmm. but don't be scared of that. Don't, don't run away from it. Acknowledge it and then start working. So this is my thing. In any job, mm -hmm. you need to always have a fresh supply in the closet. Don't yeah. get in a job and get comfortable. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. Mm -hmm. if, when you get a new job, keep their resume updated. Keep your relationships fresh. Your right. networking fresh. Right. Just in case. It, mm -hmm. when, when or if that time comes, when you start feeling that little feeling like, uh-oh. Yeah, I think they trying to they trying to kick me out sooner or later because yeah. all of a sudden I'm doing all the work. Number one, number two, all of a sudden I have a performance problem. Yes, like I, yes. I so that's the other thing. Just a problem. <laughs> you 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 accept this. You proudly accept their offer to do this extra work, and then your original work fall behind, and then they coming for you for that. So yeah. you're setting yourself up for failure and disaster mm -hmm. and stress. Don't do it. Y'all need to hire somebody else. You can say no. Now, if they fire you for that, then that ain't where you're supposed to be. So and we have yes. to be, we have to be willing to speak up for ourselves. And if if that means the end of that relationship, as sad and as 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 hurtful and as traumatic, because I'm not saying it's not it's not hard. But it is harder to take on extra things that you have to do every day for some undetermined amount of time. Mm -hmm. Then you then you start becoming outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. you, you're stressed. You're not able to present at, with your friends and family in a way that you want to. You're not resting. And what they getting? They getting all of your efforts with, without all of that. You you absorb it. All of this, it's not your responsibility to fill yeah. in their gaps. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Your manager going to be the one to get the bonus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look how oh, look how great that they did. They saved us money. With that. Mm -hmm. yeah, she, I got to take, now I got to take FMLA because I got, I don't had a stroke. Mm -hmm. Trying to do all of these jobs. No. Mm -hmm. no. And then we have a layoff to try to get rid of you during the time you're out on FMLA. You know, an, an, another thing too, I just, I wish someone had, had coached me was mm -hmm. the political savviness of being in a corporate environment, because mm -hmm. I can say no, and it'll be totally 
it'll be taken totally different when someone else says the same no. Mm-hmm. I can even say it with a smile. Mm-hmm. So understanding the perception yeah. and then having that political savviness to be able to, as they used to call it, play the game. And yeah. I was always, I'm not playing any game. I don't know that. That's it. And I missed out. Mm-hmm. I missed out. And mm-hmm. that was my fault because I, I thought that my work would speak for itself. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. Um, so I, I think just knowing that and, and knowing, reaching out to someone to be a mentor, being coachable, mm-hmm. you know, your body language, mm-hmm. your facial expressions, your tone, your volume. I mean, all of that plays yeah. into how you're perceived. And I think a lot of women, and again, specifically black women, we don't always recognize that. Mm-hmm. And so just just talking to women about how to do that, like like this conversation we're having about no, don't mm-hmm. ever, what? No, I'm not doing it. Right. Okay. Like I said, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm flattered. I'm mm-hmm. flattered that, that you all would want me to assist and I would love to assist. However, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be in a confrontational tone. Mm-hmm. Now, it might be taken confrontational just because of virtue of the fact that you said something back. Mm-hmm. But again, your pantry got fresh fruit, fresh canned <laughs> goods, fresh resume, fresh networking in there. Right. So just in case, right. you're like, oh, okay, I see. I see this is going to be a problem. Right. Let let me pull out my fresh resume. My fresh right. And you know, things have changed. Long gone are the days of staying somewhere five, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. I would even say three, four, five years gone are those days. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to an, a, a gig type of economy where you do this, you do that, you do that, you do that, you do that. I, I think the workforce is is changing dramatically and we have to be able to adjust. Yeah. So, so we gave a good kind of role play example with, with an employment situation, but a couple other areas that might come up in everyday life where you can practice your no would be, Ma, can we go to um, the mall today? Now, this request may come to you after you have worked a full day, you know, taken the train or drove 45 hour men in traffic. You can come home and cook, you know, and you don't feel like it. So you're, but you want to be, you want your children to feel like they are getting your time. So, but are you giving your best self? So the answer is not today, but I can watch a movie with you or something that you can, you can offer that won't take too much more or not today, but how about so-and-so other day, let's schedule a day to do that. So it, it, it lets the other party know that you're carefully considering what they're offering, but you're honoring your no. You're honoring, you're establishing those boundaries so as to not get burnt out and overburdened and empty because that's a horrible space to be in, to, to feel, and you feel it. You stop ignoring when y'all feel that emptiness. Like I don't, I literally don't have nothing else to give and you about to explode. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be in that situation. So, so practice that or oh, practice it. Now, now it, the situation, I'm sorry, go ahead, mom. No, I was just going to say it. it is very hard as a parent. And, and, and so I had the triple threat. I had teenagers and I had my parents living with me. So mm-hmm. my mom is 81. My dad is 88. 
So dealing with them going through that transition, mm -hmm. then dealing with the teenage daughter, and then having a young son all at the same time, then dealing with this crazy individual at work. Like, it was tough. It was mm -hmm. tough. So I, I just want to add that depending on the age of the kids, I think a lot of times they just want they just want to have our attention. That's so it. I would say, no, sweetie, mama had a hard day at work, but mommy loves you so much. I, let's yeah. sit on the couch. Can we sit on the couch and watch a movie? Exactly. 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 Because at the end of the day, that's usually what they want is to be seen, to be with you, to get some of your time. So and you could offer that in a way that doesn't deplete you. Like yeah. sitting and watching that movie or what, whatever. Um, now let's get to talking about how we underutilize our yes. We talk a lot about that no. Oh, yeah. I mean, it happens. It can happen at work if your boss offers you. Oh, this is good. Your boss offers you. Do you need a little bit more time on this mm. project? So we assume that that's you. Oh, you trying to get me? <laughs> you trying to show me up? And no, bro. If that means they might acknowledge this is a lot of work, and you graciously say, you know what, that would be amazing because I've got X, Y, and da 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 going on. Mm -hmm. So take them up on it. If they bait and switch again, we cannot operate in this fear of what might happen next. Cause you won't have no control over it. Mm -hmm. Going back to that control thing, just so that's a work example of a yes to offer. Um, like my sister said, if you got to carry seventeen bags of groceries up three flights of stairs, and somebody offers, what's the harm of saying yes? Now I'm not telling you to say yes to a strange crackhead off the street. Yeah, right. Your neighbor is offering. It does not equal incompetence to mm. receive help. Mm -hmm. It does not equal weakness to receive help. Help is not taking anything away from the great, amazing woman that you are. We were created to be in community with other people. Yes. We were not meant to do everything on our own. And, and, I, the example I thought of, and, and I know, again, our world has changed, mm -hmm. but I think sometimes we send mixed messages. So yeah. as a woman, I like for a gentleman to, mm -hmm. to hold the door for me. I mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So if a gentleman says, may I hold the door for you or may I help you? I like that. Yes. There was a time where I, I wanted it. But I was trying to prove a point. Like, I don't need you to hold the door open mm -hmm. for me. I got it. And and then the young man is left there like, okay, like I was just right. I was just right. trying to be, you know, however I was brought up to, to hold the doors open. Mm -hmm. That's what I teach my son. Mm -hmm. Hold the doors open. Mm -hmm. That again, that's just cultural in, in my household. And again, that doesn't probably resonate with everyone. But now if mm -hmm. a gentleman says, Hey, my man, hold the door open for you or get this for you, get that. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And and then give that big old smile. I appreciate that. I acknowledge that. Yeah. Cuz you know what? We when we overuse our no, what we're doing, we're teaching other people how to treat us. Mm. They're going to hear that no enough time and they're going to stop offering. Yeah. And then you're going to be mad. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, "Y'all don't never 
<laughs> well, what up? You, you, I already know what the answer is going to be. You're going to say, mm -hmm. no, you got it. So go on mm -hmm. and get it. You mm -hmm. got it? Yeah. And they were mad because they didn't. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, sisters, don't set yourself up like that. I'm a, this is the candid conversation. I, I was one of those women. Um, I'm going to be out. And I, even, even in my marriage was one of those women that was like, because I didn't want to risk the disappointment of him not doing it if he said he was going to do it, which was my own baggage and my own stuff, right? So I, you, you're not creating space for people to hold space in your life. You're giving yeah. them this much, this much little space to be in in your life, and that that's not for why would why would how does that work? Why do you yeah. do that? Yeah. Yeah, and, and since we're being candid, so mm -hmm. the first 20 years of my marriage, I'd be like, I don't, I tell my husband, you ain't got to hold my door. I can carry my own bags. And I, and then something happened. Then I was like, how come he ain't holding the door? How come he don't open my door? Mm -hmm. And so I confronted him about it. He was like, Mo, you, you always say you got it. So mm -hmm. I, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So then again, those mixed signals, like That's I really right. wanted to, but I wanted to prove that I was tough. Right. And then and now I'm in a space in my life where I don't feel like I have to prove that I'm tough because mm -hmm. I'm enough. Mm -hmm. Ooh, let me say that again. I am more than enough. Hello. I'm enough. Hello. And Do that's me. how he wants to show respect and honor towards me. So now yeah. thank you, sweetie. I appreciate yes. it. Thank you, yeah. sweetie. Yes. Yeah. And me in this state of singleness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel the gap. And I oh. I I'm I'm trying to train myself now for whenever, whenever my person shows up that I have enough space for them to offer. Mm. And mm. I practice the habit of receiving. Yes. So if baby, you want me to so-and-so? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it might not just, if we stop thinking of things of a, well, could I do it myself? Sure you could, but you don't have to. Just because you can, that's it. Just because you can do it, don't mean you should or you have to. Yeah. Yeah. So don't 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 overuse your no in response to someone offering to do something for you that you technically can do, but you don't have to. Why not make room? Isn't that what we really want, though? Isn't that what we want in partnership and relationship to not have to do every damn thing? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're not mind readers like our significant others. Like if you say no or you, right. and you get an attitude, then they think, OK. Right. Then when you're upset because they didn't do what you really, <laughs> really wanted them to do. Right. Right. <laughs> or even even our bosses. Right. Yeah. We can say, you know what? I thought I was going to be able to get this done by this time. This is proving to be much more work than I had anticipated. I want to revise that deadline to this. Yeah. Speak up. Be, ain't nobody reading your mind and, and, and don't nobody care if you don't say nothing. Yeah. And, and you set that precedent. Like, like you said before, pace yourself. If you don't and you, you stay up 24 hours to get a project done, then guess what? You just set precedent. That's so right. next time, there's another part. They're yep. gonna give it to you because they know you're gonna burn the midnight oil mm -hmm. to get it done. Mm -hmm. And then you you still keep getting that same amount on your paycheck every two weeks. You're like, <laughs> right. oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. 
Now who the fool? Right. Who the fool? <laughs> right, who the fool? Yeah. And at the end of the day, you are. At the end of the day, it's you, boo. Sorry to say. You are. Yeah. So let's not be nobody's fool. At That's let's, right. Let's, in this Women's History Month, let's practice the habits of inviting in help. So mm -hmm. practice using our yes to receive help. It's nothing wrong with it. It actually, to me, is more of a an example of strength and wisdom than not. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that helped me, uh, I was told, you can't make people pay for all of your disappointments. Mm -hmm. So stop with the nice nasty. Mm -hmm. like, Ooh, we got to stop with that nice nasty. Mm -hmm. uh, un unacceptable. We got to stop. Because mm -hmm. we're upset, we're unhappy, we're frustrated. We, get, we can't take it out on everybody mm -hmm. else. That's not mm -hmm. fair. Mm -hmm. And to me, that nice nasty is a, is a byproduct of us not saying what we really mean. Yes. And, and that's a piece of that yes and no, because we're not saying what we really mean. When somebody asks us if we need help or can I help you? And we say, no, we're not saying what we really mean. Yes. Figure mm -hmm. out what you really mean. And, wh and why are you saying no to begin with to something that could benefit you? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying say yes to stuff you don't want or you don't want to do. But hell, somebody is offering, you know what? Can I can I uh, pay for your coffee this morning? Or can I um, help you with this report? Or why not? Why not say yes? Yeah. Yeah. It's a song oh. by Floetry. Mm. All you gotta do is say yes. Okay, I won't go to the rest because that's a little grown, but all you gotta do is say yes. It's all right. It's all right. Yes. Well, this has been another episode of Black Coffee with a Side of Candor where we are sharing. This is a, one of the most candid conversations because we just speak in our truths and our opinions yes. about our truths. And we hope that mm -hmm. you are inspired to say yes a little bit more frequently so that you can receive help mm -hmm. or say no when it's appropriate Need that's it. right that's right because no is a complete sentence but don't don't push out the opportunity to say yes yes all right again i am nikita gatson i am the founder of ascension solution which is a legal and regulatory consulting practice if you need help with your policies and procedures or you're a small business and need help setting things up, please visit www.consultwithasc.com and I'd be more than happy to help you. Mo, tell awesome. me what you do. Uh, my name is Monique Gibson and I am the CEO and founder of JMCO Consulting. I do business optimization and talent management consulting. So for businesses that have gaps or inefficiencies or not sure if they have the right people on the right team or in the right positions, I'm your girl, JMCO Consulting. So www.jmcoconsulting.com. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, and if you have a woman in mind to shout out, don't forget to join the ICU campaign. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Black Coffee with a Side of Candor. Be sure to like, add, or follow this podcast on your streaming outlet of choice. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Black Coffee with a Side of Candor, 
for a visual podcast experience. Catch you next time.